It's time for another Holiday Hot Mess episode of Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Gason. So get ready to join us as we don our gay apparel and dance ourselves right out of that Christmas closet. Welcome to another episode of Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Gason, or as my friends call me, just Jason. Well, happy March, everyone. Spring is finally here, as my allergies have reminded me every day for the past couple of weeks. In today's episode, we are going to talk about a lucky Christmas bug. I don't even know how to say this. Mrs. Claus tastes creamy leprechaun logs. Carol has some fashion tips. Ned's back with some smelly gift suggestions again. And we will see if Alien's First Christmas is a classic or not-so-classic Christmas special. And just a little note, remember our show is not for younger listeners because we do use some language and talk about some adult things that will definitely land us on Santa's naughty list. So please make sure if you've got some younger ears around that maybe you watch this when they're, you know, taking a nap or something. Well, let's get started with the show and start things off with our festive fun fact. Well, happy March, everybody. Spring is in the air, and that can only mean one thing. Yes, that's right. The return of bugs, depending on where you live. I don't know. Where we live, the bugs are starting to come. They are... They are crawling their way out of their little bug homes, and it's gross. And I am not a big fan of bugs. But there is one bug that I am uh, terrified of, and that is, of course, spiders. They are not something that I like to be around, and they frighten me, uh, which is kind of funny that we are talking about that today because this month's festive fun fact is about a special arachnid that you actually want to have on your Christmas tree. That's right. We are going to discuss the legend of the Christmas spider. Now, the first time I ever heard about this was in a Christmas shop and I was looking at ornaments and I saw a little spider web that said the legend of the Christmas spider and I immediately put it down and walked away. But... The legend of the Christmas spider is an, pretty much an Eastern European uh, folktale, which kind of explains sort of how we decided to start putting tinsel on our trees. The tale actually comes from the Western Ukraine, where they have small ornaments in the shape of a spider or spider web that they actually place on their trees. Now, there are many versions of this story, but overall it goes something like this. There's a poor widow who lives in a small home with her children, and one summer day, a pine cone falls from the tree. Now, in this case, it falls into her home. Her children decide to bury it in the ground and grow a tree inside of the house. So they put all this love and passion into this tree so they can finally have a Christmas tree. 
when Christmas Eve arrived, they were so excited that they had a tree, but they could not afford to decorate it. So they were kind of sad. However, they went to bed, fell asleep, and the next morning they woke up, saw the tree was covered in spider webs. And according to this version of the story, the first rays of sunlight touched the webs, turning them into silver and gold. And then the children were super excited because they were no longer poor and they lived happily ever after. Now, super cute idea, super cute story. There are many different versions of this story out there. Uh, most of the other ones talk about the pine grown, still landing on the ground, the children planting it and growing a tree outside, uh, leaving it out there until it's ready to go, bringing it in on Christmas Eve and still being too poor to be able to afford any type of decorations for it, but they still bring the tree inside. Little did they know there was a spider living in the tree who spun webs throughout the tree uh, to make the children happy. And uh, as the sunlight hit in the morning, it cast a silver and kind of gold glow on the tree. It did not turn into silver and gold, unfortunately, so the kids were still poor, but they were not poor in spirit, which is cute. Okay, now... There are other versions where the actual miracle of the silver and gold actually comes from Father Christmas uh, or actually baby Jesus. Um, either way, the stories are all pretty much the same. There are a ton of books out there, like especially kids books about the Christmas spider told honestly from the spider's point of view, which is really cute. There's one that talks about just the spiders wanting to have a Christmas tree. So it's, it's, it's super cute and you should definitely check it out. Um, now, one thing that people kind of disagree on is where this tale actually came from. Did it come from Germany? Did it come from Ukraine? Because in Germany, Poland, and Ukraine, uh, finding a spider or a spider's web on your Christmas tree is actually considered good luck, um, which is, which is great. So now in Ukraine, they actually make, uh, little spider ornaments called, um, I'm going to try to say this correctly. Uh, Puff Chucky, uh, which literally translate to little spiders and they make them out of paper and wire and they decorate their tree with those little spiders as well as spider webs. And it is said that this is where the tradition of tinsel, because in New York City, this tradition kind of transferred over and they didn't want to put spider webs in the tree. They put little strings of tinsel. We're going to do a discussion about tinsel later on in the show. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll get to it this, uh, this year or next year, but we will talk about tinsel and see how this relates to that story um, and talk about tinsel sales because tinsel is fun and it's fun to say. And you can always throw tinsel on your tree in a very flamboyantly fun way. Um, this also could be based on the fact that there's an ancient European superstition about spiders bringing good luck, except if it's a black spider in Germany, black spiders scare me, all spiders scare me. However, however, I plan on buying a spiderweb ornament for my tree this year. I do. I don't have one. I have the Christmas pickle that we talked about a few episodes ago, but I don't have a spider web for the tree. So I've already found a cute gold one on Amazon and I'm going to purchase that. But I do have a question for all of you. Do you have a spider ornament or a spider web ornament for your tree? Now, I will accept the fact that you've left your tree up for, you know, 10 months and spiders have actually started living in it. I think that still counts, although, you know, could be a fire hazard. Either way, uh, let us know. Please let us know on our Gabbing with Gason Facebook page. Do you have a spider or spider web ornament that you put in your tree? And yes, Spider-Man does count in my book because I love Marvel. So it's fine. It's fine. And if there are any other festive fun facts that you'd like us to talk about on the show, shoot us an email at keepingtheyuletidegay at gmail.com. Get out your glue gun and your Christmas ornaments. 
It's time for our favorite crafting Christmas drag queen from up north, who always makes sure to put the mess in Christmas. It's time for Christmas Carol. OMG, it's me, Christmas Carol. You're a messy Christmas queen, don't you know? Look, I was so surprised, kiddos, to see how many emails I got from you asking for advice. Holy cheese, I thought we were going to break the internet. We didn't, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, listen, I was shook by the number of responses. It was really hard to choose just one, and, you know, we don't want to spend all day. That'd be a whole separate podcast, and it would take a lot to produce, and we don't got that much time, because, you know, Mama's got her businesses she's got to run. So listen, we got a letter today from Tracy S. Lard, which is the fancy-ass name, okay? Tracy S. Lard. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, it reads, Dear Carol, I was in Nova Scotia and saw your one-woman show. Uh, Carolyn, we will go. A uh, gay romp through Nova Scotia. Thanks for the plug, Tracy. I appreciate it. <laughs> and she said, oh my, it's so yar. I don't know what that means. But she did put in here, she said, that's a boating term, Carol. The boating term. I don't boat, okay? I mean, I'll do go on a boat, but I got to watch the wig, okay? Because people like to speed. So, you know, whatever. Anyway, she said, I had a, I have a quick fashion question for you, since you always look so darn fabulous. I know. Thank you, girl. I appreciate it. <laughs> anyway, she asks us, how many accessories should you wear with an outfit? Yours truly, Tracy. You know, and I think that's a, that's a fun question. So first of all, Tracy, thank you for all the compliments. Listen, a long time ago, my drag mother, Rhubarb, that's her name, Rhubarb, okay? Rhubarb told me she heard of rule, the rule of far, okay? The rule of far. So the goal is to have at least far accessories or far points of interest to every outfit. Mm -hmm. Too many becomes too campy, you know, in her opinion. So, you know, you could just do maybe a simple necklace and three little bracelets or a fancy fun hat and sunglasses and a brooch and maybe just one ring, not counting the wedding ring. Okay, I don't know if you're married or not. This gal's still single, so it's okay. But, you know... It's really up to you because it comes down to your sense of self-style, okay? What do you like? Don't worry about what people say, okay? Fashion is avant-garde. Do what you want to do, okay? You do what you want to do. You know, if you want to go crazy and wear 10 bracelets, then by God, you do you, boo, okay? Yeah, yeah. Now listen, I stick to the rule of fire, but... I don't wear expensive stuff because I'm at a bar and, you know, there's some shifty people sometimes to try to, they want to get a piece of Carol and not the kind of piece I like to give out. So I make sure to get some cheap jewelry, okay? So, you know, get those dollar store kind of things or go to a, a thrift store or a secondhand shoppy in your town and get something there. That way, you know, if you're going out with the girls or the gals and, you know, whatever, and if you lose something, it's not a big deal. I say this, save your expensive stuff for them special occasions, okay? That's the time you want to wear the good stuff. And then again, you might even want to dial that back down too, you know? You know, if there's one piece of jewelry you really like, then just wear that piece of jewelry, okay? It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway, listen. I have got to go fabric shopping because Mama needs some new rayon. Mm-hmm. I've got some ideas for some new outfits coming up. So... Until next time, keep crafting those responses to me. <laughs> no, seriously, keep crafting, y'all. We'll talk soon. Well, the sounds of sherry being poured lets us know it's time to head back to the Christmas kitchen for Mrs. Claus's tasty treats for your holiday fun times. Cheers.
Hello, dear listeners. I'm so excited you're back in my kitchen with me once again. Yes. You know we're only nine months away from Christmas Eve. The time is just flying by. I go on vacation. I got to come back. We got to start working again. Now, I've received a request this time to make something with a vegetable in it this month. They said, listen, Mrs. C, we love all of your, your, your candies and your cookies and your treats and your cocktails because you put a vegetable in there once in a while. And back in my youth, I used to put vegetables in there all the time. But listen, I thought, okay, I could do that. There's a simple recipe we're going to make today. Mm-hmm. It's so easy, even Mitzi could do it because she still works here. I don't know why. I haven't a clue. Whatever, she's off today, so that's why we can get things done. So, today's tasty treat is called Marnie Kilakilarni's Creamy Leprechaun Logs. Mmm, yes. Now, this recipe uh, can make as many as you need based on how much celery we're going to use. So that's what we're going to talk about, okay? But it's very quick and easy. You can make a ton more. It's not a big deal. So what you got to do first is have six to seven stalks of celery, depending on how many people you got, all right? One eight-ounce blocks of cream cheese, one packet of Italian dressing mix, a ha- one, ha- one and, well, shit, I can't do it. Here we go. One and a half cups of mayonnaise, one cup of shredded mozzarella cheese, and paprika or some chives or any other topping you might want to put on there. Our kitchen tools today are our hand mixer, a mixing bowl, a serving platter, a knife, and a soup spoon. Yes, because you're going to use it to dip stuff out with. Mmm, yes. Now, step one. I can't believe I still got to say it, but we got new listeners all the time. Remember, step one is we do a toast with sherry, so get your sherry and cooked or whatever drinky drink you do. And we're going to pour it into our glass and toast ourselves. Now, got to get it all the way. Nope, not there yet. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, right to the rim this time. Oh, now we've got to toast our success. Cheers, my holiday queers. You know, there's nothing like the first sip of sherry in the day. Although, this is definitely not my first sip today, but that's all right. I do what I want. I'm I'm my own woman. All right. Now, step two is you got to take your stand mixer or your hand mixer... And you've got to get ready. And what we're going to do is you're going to put your cream cheese in it, your Italian dressing, your mayonnaise, and uh, your your um, your um cheese, okay? So I'm going to throw my block in. Got that in there. All right. Now, I know how much a cup of mayo is, so I'm just going to... You, you can't really hear me put it in, but... It's getting in there. I'm not a big fan of mayonnaise, but you know, sometimes you've got to put it in. I got to put, I got the squeezy jar this time. Hold on. Get it all in there. Get it all out, you son of a... The hell. All right. There we go. All right, I'm 
I've got it every last bit. Now we've got to get our, our little Italian seasoning packet. Now, if you want to go old school, you can figure out how to make this on yourself. But listen, I'm busy lady and I bought the Good Seasons brand. Mm -hmm. So you just put the... Ooh, that was strong. Don't inhale! <laughs> Alright, we're going to turn on the mixer! Jesus! We want to mix it till it's creamy smooth. It's getting there. The creamier, the better. some more sherry <laughs> oh my god great next thing you got to do i already prep my celery but you should prep your celery give it a good quick washing and you're going to cut each celery stalk into three pieces yes three pieces so that's what we're doing now we're going to cut the celery to cut it and you can make these as big as you want you know it's fine because it's celery you're burning calories just cutting it but we're going to be having a lot of calories with this mayonnaise <laughs> okay we have cut the celery and now what we're going to do is we're going to take our spoon and we're going to sprinkle this little mixture into our logs, all right? So, you know, just get a spoonful in there and spit it around. And, you know, really get it in there. Fill it up. Nobody wants it not filled up. And we're going to fill these up. It's actually going pretty quick. And then um, you can sprinkle your, your cheese on it. Now notice, I didn't put the cheese in with the mix because some people don't like that. So you can do two different ways. I'm putting the cheese on top. You know, that way for whatever people like, right? So you might want to make two batches, one with the cheese mixed in and one with mm, the cheese mixed out. All right. This is a super quick one. Here we go. It's time to taste my creamy leprechaun log. It's a zesty crunch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very delicious. Mm. Yes, it is. Mm. Okay. One moment. 
Oh my. Mmm. I'm gonna wash it down with some sherry. Mmm. <laughs> mm. It really is just a simple recipe that just tastes wonderful. Now you're probably wondering, well, Mrs. C, how did you come up with this one? Well, listen, I didn't. <laughs> I'll be honest, and I've also had some sherry, so I get to be even more honest. But look, this is actually a family recipe from our old friend, Blarney Kilikilarney's wife, Marnie. Because God forbid you marry somebody named Mary, but Marnie Kilikilarney's family came up with this recipe. And this is what she did. One night, Marnie Kilikilarney came to visit and she had to tell me about how she tasted her cousin Cyrus's creamy log. And I thought, my God, what is going on with this? And she said, no, 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 Mrs. C, get your mind out of that weird spot. It, no, it's a family recipe. And so she told me all about how to make this. And I will tell you, they're hit at every one of my holiday parties. Because people are like, look at this, it's got paprika on it. Whatever you want, you can throw some chives on it. And she told me all these different toppings, because the topping just depends on you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, do you know uh, that Jack Frost and Frosty the Snowman both love a good creamy leprechaun log? Mm-hmm. They eat them all the time when we invite them over for parties, yes. You know, they've got recipes of their own. We'll have to bring them on sometime and talk about them. But yeah... You know, everybody likes to go. They, they like to come for creamy leprechaun logs. It's quite wonderful. But listen, it's, we're getting close. <gasps> we're getting close to the end of the show, so. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone, and a happy treat tasting. Sherry time. Welcome back for another classic or not so classic Christmas special review with one of my holiday guesty bestie co-hosts. This time making his first appearance on Keeping Yuletide Gay is guesty bestie Chris. Hey, buddy. hey. how's it Now, going? Uh, I'm good. Well, we just talked about allergies. I don't know about those. <laughs> <laughs> now, you are married to I another guesty bestie who's been on this show multiple times, guesty bestie Sarah. Yes, and her mouth. We we all and know. Her yes. yes, I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, she she has picked some doozies of shows to to watch, um, and uh, 
I I see that it is a it is a marital treat. So <laughs> <laughs> I rubbed off on her. That's it. That's it. Um, one second here, because my headset just decided to go out. Okay, go do, do give me a little talky talk real quick. All right, is that what? Is there that we go. We're good. Yes. All I'll right. Edit that out. Um. So, uh, in case you're new to the show, what I do is I find three holiday specials. I think is a real generous dis- dis- description. Um, and I, I give my friends three choices. I don't tell them what they're about. I don't know what they're about, just based on what I can find on YouTube. And Chris, you decided, is a good word, to choose Aliens First Christmas. Of course. With no punctuation in the title, and it, no. and, and, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. It's literally just the word aliens. It's not like aliens with an apostrophe S or aliens and then an apostrophe. Nope. It's just aliens first Christmas. And I, I don't, the grammar has bugged me since, since you chose it. Since I chose uh, <laughs> So, I uh, okay. Let's talk about this show because I can't wait. To, I just can't wait to hear you talk about it. I want to know what your thoughts are. But now the show premiered on the Disney channel back in 1991. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, it was a part. I guess there was. It was called the Aliens Next Door. Yeah, it was. Yeah, a I don't know sequel? if it was a series. Well, yeah, I don't know if it was a series, and they just did the. Yeah, I couldn't find it if it was a series. I could find the original one. But yeah, I couldn't find what um, was called Aliens Next Door. Um, does this seem older than the '90s to you? It did kind of. It, it definitely had kind of an. It, it, well, to be fair. I think the original series, the my alien or the original show, the Aliens Next Door, were from '89, I think. Okay. So it's possible they probably did it in the like late '80s and just you know put it out in '91, released it. In so 91. like kind of kept it on a shelf. Yeah, which they should have kept it on the shelf. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. Now we know how we're gonna go with this one. <laughs> did you did you get like I got like old Flintstones oh. animation vibes? Oh, definitely. They, I mean, it was like they were trying to take the Flintstones and the Jetsons and kind mm-hmm. of combine them together with yeah, and that yeah, the, the animation style definitely you got that that uh, yeah, the Hanna Barbera kind of vibe to it for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's exact. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. That's yeah, how I felt. I was like, oh, is this Hanna Barbera? And then I realized it wasn't. No, <laughs> it's um, Canadian knockoff Hanna Barbera. Yeah, so this was written and directed by G. Brian Reynolds and Russ Harris, uh, who sadly are not strangers to this show because, (laughs) really, here's the twist. Uh, A few, let's see, last year on episode 17 of Keeping the Old Tide Gay, we reviewed another special by G. Brian Reynolds and Russ Harris called up on the was it up on the up on the rooftop i think up on the house up on the housetop which oddly enough and here's the twist are you ready yeah your wife sarah chose that one and you review it <laughs> that's funny so i was like when i started I, before i even researched it i hit play and i recognized one of the voices and i was like oh my god that's the guy that's the guy that sarah and i both hated H- how is this happening and then as i was reviewing it and researching it and i was like how in the hell does one household make me suffer twice <laughs> through 
two specials written and directed by the same jackass. That's funny. I, it's so how do, I don't even know how it happened. It's I can't wait to you have to tell Sarah when you find I will out. I will definitely let her know. Just say up on the housetop and and she'll know about the wine guy. And, oh, I think uh, I I actually think I remember when you she recorded that with you. I was listening <sighs> to that one and I, I think I'm I'm pretty sure I remember that. Or the guy it doesn't sound like he like wishes he wasn't around or something. It's kind of like a Yeah, it's like this weird stupid it's just not good. <laughs> okay. It just wasn't good. If viewers if or listeners, if you want to go back and watch listen to watch it, like around TV. Uh, <laughs> listeners, if you want to go back and listen to that episode, it's episode 17 of Keeping the Old Tag Gang. You can hear uh Sarah and I rip that one apart. Um there wasn't much information about this. No. Uh-uh. I tried really looking. Not. Yeah, I tried looking. Uh, I did see on IMDb that they in order to I don't know what the rating system is in the UK, but to get a youth certificate, they had to cut what they considered a highly dangerous technique oh, that yeah. children were deemed likely to copy, namely in the cartoon apparently I'm assuming it was Roger was cutting through an electrical cable and they thought oh, kids were going to do that, so nice. they made them cut out that scene. And I was like all right, well, I guess yeah. you could have cut the whole thing, and that would probably have been better for everybody. <laughs> well, but, I, what I thought was funny is it supposedly takes place in 2027. Oh my god, right? Like, yeah, and that's like, you know, we're like five years from that, so I guess we're going to be able to, you know, travel to the, you know, the planet of Zolniak or whatever, Zolnia. Zol, 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 what is it? I had to write it down. I had to check it three times. Zol- Zolonia. Zolonia. Yeah. Because Zolonia. in one of the other descriptions, I think of aliens next, next. door. I think they call it the planet of Bologna. Bologna. Like, they do. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, that's not, which planet are we on? So Zolonia. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, this stars, oh God, G. Brian Reynolds. <laughs> As the voice of the human husband Roger, oh, whose last name is Peoples, which is Peoples. That's well. the other. I can't. Yeah, they cannot believe they just called them Peoples. I they just really. Them Peoples. I just. I cannot believe that whatsoever. It was just like, yeah. Do you think that was supposed to be funny? I think so. I think they were trying to be like, because you know, the aliens—they're the people, and so you got the aliens and the people. Yeah, I think they were trying to be clever, and it just didn't they, work. Well, that answered my next question for you. Well, that just didn't work. It just didn't work, no. So he, uh, 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 G. Brian, a.k.a. Jerry Reynolds. I I don't understand it. I don't know. His name is G. Brian, but he goes by Jerry a lot. So uh, he was the founding partner and president of the uh, animation company Perennial Pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, with, With Russ Harris. And it was actually that company was located in Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's only known for his own stuff. Well, yeah, so that, that well, says that, a lot right there. Well, and it's funny too is when you if you watch like the credits, like all the animation was like in house. Like they oh, yeah, they didn't look like they farmed any of it out to like you no. know any of the normal places. Yeah, they all did it themselves. Yeah. So it was like four people trying to animate it. So you know. Well, and that's it, it's. Kind of funny that you bring that up. Um, Rachel Rutledge played the voice of Mavo. Oh yeah, that the female alien, I guess. Yep. Um, she was listed on every G. Brian Reynolds production as a voice, <laughs> as a voice, and as an ink and paint artist. Uh. So not only did you have to paint and draw shit, you had to do the voice too. <laughs> yeah, I got and the I was real like man. 
Yeah, no, I get the real like. I think those two aliens, the Charlie Axe or whatever the heck is, they call them Charlie. Charlotte. Yeah, and uh, they they were trying to do like this weird honeymooners kind of thing. That, and, okay, all right, yeah. good. That's yeah. what I thought too. Yeah, they were trying to, and he didn't do a very good Cramden, but I mean, she did a pretty good Alice. Like she was, you know. And I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bit of attracted to the alien woman. I don't know why. I, I, it was she just was some, buxom. Yeah, it was something about her. I just, yeah, I was kind of like, man, if I'd seen this at that age, it would have been a little bit of a thing because, yeah, she oh. was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> you can't I even say yeah, to, no. I, yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't know where to turn. I have I'm not attracted taste. to anyone. Yeah. No, um. Plain Mavos, Mavo, Mavo, yeah, Mavo. Oh, their last name is Zox, by Zox, the way. Zox, yeah. yeah. Yep. Mavo Zox uh, is Charlick Zox, and he was played by a gentleman by the name of Will Gould, and the only thing that anybody knows Will Gould from was some other show he was the voice on called Crawford's Corner. Hmm. That's it. Heard of it. Nope. Exactly. And then uh, playing Fran Peoples, uh, Roger's <laughs> wife, is Brett Sears, and she's only known for this show and a voice on something called The Legend of Crandia for oh, one yeah, of that, no, too. No. And then also G. Brian Reynolds also played Benny, the son, um, and there wasn't much of a difference. No. Um, and then Russ Harris, he got in here, too, because Russ Harris played Santa Claus at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, that ending... We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll um, get to it. <laughs> there's not really anything to talk about the music wise. Like nothing. No, stood that, out, so. but it's ever that theme song, man. That was just mm, Chef's Kiss. That was just beautiful. They paid somebody like two whole dollars to come up with that. I mean, I like really... how it basically recapped apparently the first movie of them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. To... The whole thing. Yeah, like you didn't even need to. You don't even need to see the, the the first one. No, you really don't. You you get the whole gist from just from the opening, you know, yeah, and just... and the fact that this whole company is just going to rely on this one putz to like start up this you know thing out in outer space just like killed me. I was just like, are you kidding me? Come on, one one person, one dude, one, one dude and his family, and then he never really talks about his job like at all. Yeah. But they make a no. big deal about it. That's why he went into outer space is because you know yeah. he was going to start up no. for this metal company or whatever the hell they were. It was such a weird thing. And I guess the whole thing takes place on Christmas Eve? Right? Uh, I'm guessing. They don't really give, like, they just, Christmas is coming, you know, or Christmas yeah. or whatever they kept saying. The day. Oh, my God. Kept mispronouncing so, yeah. it. So it tells us about the people's family. And again, Roger, Fran, and Benny. And they have neighbors, Charlick and Marvo, who I thought her name was Marvo through the whole thing. I thought it was Mabel. Every time she said it, <laughs> I, for some reason I was like, oh, Mabel and Charlie, that's kind of weird that these aliens have such, you know, human-sounding names. But then I, after watching the crowd, I was like, oh, okay, at least it's a little different. They tried. Yeah, it's weird. And apparently this is going to be the Peoples's, the Peoples's, the People's first Christmas on Zalonia. Mm -hmm. And um, what was interesting which I don't think kids probably got or probably even people back then was how um, the Zalonians treated the humans. Yeah. Cause they, they kind of treated them like shit a little bit. Well, yeah, yeah. They weren't, they weren't, especially when you went to the shopping mall, that scene, the pet store. Yeah. It was, yeah. uh, there was, there was some, 
Well, even at the very beginning, too, with the delivery guy. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you got some stupid aliens. <laughs> he got some attitude with them, yeah. For like, sure. What the hell? But yeah, it was very interesting <laughs> to me. Like, I think that message got lost. But I, it was a good... I think it was too... Um, too thought-provoking. Yeah, to... I, I think it was a little too lofty for their goals with, their, you yeah. know, with, the, with the team. They kind of had this, like, oh, we're going to make a statement on how these people are aliens and they're treated differently, you know, and they're but they're humans. Oh, and so, yeah, I just think they get, they tried, they thought we were going to be really relevant and it didn't work. Because no. they weren't much. Cle- yeah, they weren't clever enough. I was going to say, it didn't work much like the entire special. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Which was, what, 23 minutes at the most? Something like that, something yeah. Tw- like the, yeah, it's a yeah. very short. Yeah, 22 and some change. I know that if my mom would have bought this for me when I was a kid, she'd have been pissed that <laughs> she spent money on a 22-minute VHS tape. That's true. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, yeah. Okay, so it's apparently Christmas Eve, we think. We think, yeah. It, it's think. somewhere around Christmas, at least. A week of Christmas yeah. at some point. And uh, the peoples are getting a delivery of their Christmas items from Earth. Apparently they stacked everything in one crate, uh, including we, the presents. Well, that then that crate was not big at all. I mean, that thing, yeah. I don't know how they expected anything to like fit in there. Because like, the thing was tiny. Like, seriously, it was not... Well... And that's my question. How do you fit a Christmas tree in there? Because I I have a um, a fake tree, and it takes up an entire tote on its own. Oh, yeah. You can't fit anything else in there. Oh, no. So, yeah. How they have lights. They had the tree. They mm-hmm. had all these presents, apparently, in there. The yeah. ornaments. All the decorations. All the they decorations. All the decorations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I said that Roger's running around being annoying to the delivery guy, who's kind of a dick to him as an alien. Um. He's like, no, put it over here. And it's like, it's a damn, it's a box. What the hell is it? Just put it on the ground. You got to empty it. It doesn't matter. Just put the damn thing on the ground. Yeah, I mean, if this for one, getting into it, I mean, can we just get to the fact that I mean, Roger was just a dick to everybody. Like, yeah, the, the dude was just an asshole to like ev- all the aliens, his family. Like yeah. it, every time it came out of his mouth, he was just like, oh, I gotta live in this alien planet. This sucks. I mean, it's just like, dude, why you, the, the, go home? Quit. You, yeah, you chose the you yeah. chose the promotion. Yeah, I'm assuming it was a promotion. I, yeah. It was a punishment. Yeah, he was. Yeah, because he was not. Yeah, he was a jerk completely. Like, yeah, yeah. he should have. And like, you're right. We never found out what he really did. No, we, we don't talk yeah. about work. No, we don't know what kind of like what he was supposed to be doing. Was he supposed to be selling them this stuff? Was he? You know, I, yeah. They don't really ever get into like exactly what he does for the company. Like. Yeah, it's are they getting mining rights? Are they? Yeah, they they should have just said he got a job there, not tried to like get into his you know actual company, like a steel company or whatever the hell they said. Yeah, whatever. Well, here's the thing: I'm not. This did not make me want to go back and watch the prequel. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely it definitely didn't give me that you know I need to figure this out kind of vibe for sure. I mean, you could have you could have had them crash land like their spaceship on Delonia. And that would have probably made more sense than yeah. the one job thing. Yeah. But again, we're giving it too much credit. That's because true. It was it was written by G. Brian Reynolds. No, that's true. Um, uh, then their neighbors Charlick and Mavo, 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 come out. Yeah, Mavo, Mavo, uh, whatever. And she says, "Oh, the the peoples are getting a package." I can't do her voice. <laughs> no, the peoples are getting a package from Earth, and I like it that. 
me of like when Charles talks. It's like, <laughs> oh, it must be that Kraus moose that yeah. they're talking about. <laughs> and then she goes, no, it's pronounced Kickmas. Kickmas, like, yeah. I would, I'd be okay celebrating Kickmas. Yeah, she, that was always funny. Like, they kept, and they, even when they got, you know, corrected, they still kept pronouncing it wrong. It up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then the crate ends up falling on Roger. And they do this, like, trope. Where he's, I mean, again, we don't know how heavy it is, but. Yeah. That's one thing that gets on my nerves as an adult when I look at cartoons of the past. And it's like, that would have killed him or seriously made him. Oh, yeah. Rushed him. Oh, yeah. The, the, the cartoon um, logic there. Yeah. So, and then Fran's like, oh, move it off of him and move it again. And the, the alien delivery driver's like, that's your loss. I know. Well, All the right. guy, he was like, he was like, you should or like leave it on him or something like that. Or you, yeah. Like, are you sure you want me to move it? And it's just like, it's just, wow. Okay. <laughs> this, this alien's got your, I mean, this Zalonian has got this alien. Number. Yeah. And then Benny's freaking out. And he's like, I want to unpack everything and put up the tree. But then Roger says, no, he wants to use the new generator he built because something about like Zalonia electricity or something this, will not work with the Christmas lights. This is so funny because it's almost like it was like an anti like environmentalist like piece. Because, mm. yeah, because the Zalonians live in like these weird like modified trees apparently. And like, I guess they're mm. very more naturalistic and they use solar power. Because they they specifically say the Zalonians oh. that he says the Zalonian solar power won't even light Christmas lights, so he needs this generator. Which for one, why wouldn't he just get a generator from Earth if that was the problem? Why would he try to do? Yeah, why did you make this thing? Yeah, why did he build this monstrosity trying to use like Zalonian parts? And yeah, it, it was so. But yeah, it was like a dig on environmentalists because yeah, they were like, oh, his the solar power won't even power these Christmas lights. So yeah, it was almost like I'm so glad you paid enough attention because I was like, <laughs> I don't care what the issue is. But then I saw what the hell he made, and I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah, it is huge. It's like almost as big as their house. Well, yeah. Well, what's even funnier though is that he never actually they never open the box to like show you any of this stuff. He just nope. pl he plugs the generator into the box and turns yeah. it off. Yeah, and it's like, a damn crate. Yeah, and turns it on, and then of course it explodes because you know the whole thing. But that scene where it's about to explode, like I forget one of, I think it's the mom character is saying like, "Turn it off, turn it off, turn it off," and she says it like seven times in a row. It doesn't stop. No. It's like it was like I was. It's like she was having a conniption fit. It was like somebody put like their wallet in her mouth so she doesn't like bite her tongue because <laughs> she just like she's just like yeah. It kept saying I'm like at first because I was kind of like well I wasn't I was doing something else and listening to it and I heard her I'm like did the thing start to loop what the hell is up with this yeah I was like is that all she had one line and they just told her to keep repeating yeah it, it was crazy like I could it was, it was so yeah annoying. yeah um yeah so it destroys all the presents. Um, Charlick and Marvo and Fran, while this is getting ready to happen, talk about Fran kind of tells them really quickly about the holiday and she mentions a pine tree and, and some other things. And then, of course, the whole thing blows up. 
Uh, Fran cries that Roger basically ruined Christmas. Of course. Because everything that was in that box got destroyed. Yeah. I think. Oh, well, yeah. I think, yeah. Keep it for later. Keep that little nugget yeah. in your head for later. It's, it's a suspenseful, it's a twist, man. <laughs> Mas- it was masterfully put in there as foreshadowing. They just like, man, just did it. Like, it was, it was, it was just so perfect. <laughs> Shakespeare couldn't, I mean, Agatha Christie couldn't have come up with a better plot that they came up with for this. <laughs> um, and she and Benny storm off. Benny is the kid. Uh, and then I, they ignore Roger when he comes into the house, which I'm assuming is later that day. Uh, yeah, we and then know. even their dog thing with two nail two oh, na- uh, tails. Yeah, like, named Pooch. Yeah, Pooch. Yeah, I don't remember. Pooch ignores. I honestly don't because the dog was just kind of like the Dino dog thing. It was kind of like a Dino like ripoff. I don't know. Yeah, but Dino instance. had way more personality than this dog. That well, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, then, let's see, so, um, uh, Fran attempts to make some Christmas cookies, but they look like black rocks. Am I wrong in that? Well, yeah, they well, she, like yeah, well, and the funny thing is she's complaining that she doesn't know how to use the stove, the Zalonian stove, like the <laughs> oven that they have. So she's, like, not used to that, and so that's why they, and Benny, of course, which, by the way, Benny, when we're talking about, like, gay characters... Okay, this dude, this this was supposed to be a kid, but he was like a thirty-five-year-old gay man. I mean, you I, are correct I, because <laughs> G. Brian Reynolds can't do a yeah, can't do another voice. No, and like, but he just come off. He came off as so catty and so just like if you want to talk about it, he, the kid, like I said, the kid so far in the closet, he's finding Christmas presents. So um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's if, if yeah, if you want to get into that, that Benny is my gay character for this because yeah, okay, like said, he okay, just he acts, he sounds like like I said, like a thirty-five-year-old gay man. That's just like the whole through the whole thing. And I and I blame I blame G. Brian <laughs> for not knowing how to come up with another voice. Um, now he also Benny at that point says we should just forget about Christmas altogether because the cookies taste like shit. <laughs> And there's no way that Santa would come to Zelonia just to see one kid. Yep. Which is kind of sad because I was like, if I was Santa, I'd be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> look, kid, I'm going to hit the nine billion kids on Earth first. And if I'm not tired, then I'm going to come see you. Um, at that point, Roger decides to go to the Zelonia Mall and he attempts to fly this bubble car thing. Which was a total rip from the Jetsons. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, rip. oh completely. Yeah, it's it's complete. And what's funny about that is he's acting like he's never ridden in this one of these things before. How's he got? Yeah, like this is his first time. Yeah, he's like screaming the whole damn time. It's like, what, dude? It's like in a little confined bubble, like tube. You're not going nowhere. You're not going to crash. I don't know what he was yeah. screaming about. I love that you put that down because that's my note. I was like, it's mostly just him screaming for ninety seconds just soups annoying no it is um he goes into the uh, first of all they speak english on this planet which oh yeah is bizarre in itself <laughs> oh yeah and they know that well they know like american like you know sla- yeah. like slang and stuff you know they like they, they they got the lingo they're hip to the lingo you know which is funny. which is bizarre so here's <laughs> here's where i get even more annoyed 
he just goes to a random store. Don't you think he would have said, like, they would have said, hey, welcome to this store? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to give away what it is because, all oh, that'll destroy the joke. <laughs> well, and that's what's funny, too, is, like, so he goes to this planet. They speak English, yet all their writings in this weird alien language. And it's like, so does he not got a guidebook? Does he not, you know, has he never? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, how long, yeah, how long has he been on this planet? They don't really give you any of those details to, like, you know, he's not really trying to assimilate. He's just like, ah, these natives, nah, screw them. I'm American. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a white male. I don't got to learn nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Really, I mean, seriously. That's so true. Um, So then he just goes into the first store he sees, and he grabs... What is clearly an animal? Oh, clearly it has eyes and a freaking it has mouth. eyes and legs or tentacles yeah. or something. And he's like, "Oh, this is a nice hat." And he puts it on his head and starts to try the thing's legs. Yeah. And I was like, "This isn't funny. This no, isn't funny at all. This at all." Funny. And then he picks the little ball thing that clearly again has eyes. It has eyes. And, and yeah, he's and like, then, "No." So, what's he say? So then this, the, my gay character is this this oh, shop, yeah. <laughs> the pet store guy. Yeah, uh, shopkeep is what I kept calling him throughout yep. the thing because I was like, I don't know what he is. And he was like, oh, um, I would like this hat for Fran. And then the shopkeep, who's super snooty, is oh, like, I'll put it in our sturdiest container. Yeah, yeah. And then Roger's like, a bag is fine. Yeah. And then you're right. He sees that green ball with eyes. Yep. And he says, oh, I'm going to get this too for Benny. And the shopkeep is like, I'll put uh, he's like, here, put it in the bag with Fran's gift. And this is <laughs> – the shopkeep is like, oh, no. We can't do that. That uh, – where is it at? What did you no, say? Clash. Oh, no, we can't do that. That would clash. Yeah, they clash. Like, yeah. Could you get any gayer with this? Bolonian. <laughs> and um, and he was like, oh, Roger is kind of a bitch again. And he's like, oh, we yeah. don't want that. Yeah, yeah. Again, he doesn't try to get anything. He's just like, eh. Like I said, I'm a white dude. Good I, I got to figure it out. I'll do it. It's great. <laughs> and like I said, what, what's funny too is that they, they totally neglect to put any other like creatures that would give it a hint that it's like you said. They didn't want to give away the joke. Again, it's that yeah. it's that that, that subtle wit <laughs> that they're trying. They part, man. Ooh, yeah, they, they really – yeah. They think that they seems they, like a compliment. Oh at this man, point. subtle wit. Yeah, they think that they are being so clever in these, like you said, not putting any other ways that you would know it's a pet store, and like you know, even though there should be other animals and cages and shit, you know, no, right? There's, but that's the thing. You're right. There was nothing else. All oh, the no. animals were just out in the open. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, um, I was gonna say my next thing that I did enjoy was that a female Zelonian comes out and is like. Is he gone? I don't like aliens. Yeah, they give me the creeps. Yep, she's clutching her pearls, man. Ah! She's clutching her There she's like, we should build a wall. It's like, you should put her in a red MAGA hat. You know, she's just like, <laughs> she, she's ready to go, man. She's at the Trump, she's at this Lovian Trump rally. Oh, oh God, Trump and Axe, or whatever they would call him, you know. Yeah, she, she was, she was now, so worried about aliens, man. I did have to watch this scene multiple times because I tried to get the name of the creatures that he bought. Oh, I, I, uh, I, he that tells I her that Roger bought a Scandinavian buzz devil. <laughs> nice. 
and a soft shell plukes. Plukes. There you go. That's some good. Those are good. He just like if we had the internet in '91, he would have just put random name generators for like D and D groups. Yeah. That's all. It which was, one yeah. do you think is which? Do you think the soft shell pluke was the green ball thing? Yeah. Yeah. I would say this. The yeah. devil was the thing with the like tentacles and stuff. Yeah. Cause yeah. It, it looked a little devilly. And then he says he calls her Muga. Her name's Muga. <laughs> I didn't catch any of that. Which that I did which, miss. Ra- which is very similar to Maga. Of course. So. There you go. Look, <laughs> yep. Muga the Maga then exclaims, "Oh, but they're mortal enemies. They can't live together." <laughs> and he's like, "Muga." Hold on, let me see if I can do Muga. <laughs> I don't think he ever knew it was even a pet store. There you go. That's that's the payoff. There's, that joke. there's the payoff, oh, man. man. Right at the end, like you know, it, it's like George Carlin couldn't pull off such a payoff, man. Like it was just so <laughs> well crafted. Like you know. As long as it took us to talk about it, as long as it felt to actually watch to get to the point. It did. Yeah, like I said, they they thought they were being so clever with that, man. Like, oh, oh, it's a pet store. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, This is going to break video home sale records. They did. Somebody sees it. Oh, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be like, this is it. This is our ticket to the big time, man. (laughs) We're getting out of Indianapolis. We we are. Warner Brothers is calling us tomorrow. They want this option. (laughs) As a full feature live action movie. <laughs> yep, that's what they that's what they thought oh. when they were writing it, man, for sure. They they <laughs> they were on it, man. They thought they thought they had it. Um, so then Roger is going home with these two things and he's like, How do I get past Fran and Benny with their presents? <laughs> so what do you do? He decides to take them out of their cages, yep. basically. And stuff them under his shirt while Benny and Fran decide to apologize for being mean. Yes, yes. And then, this is my note. All of a sudden, you hear Roger lose his shit as the two <laughs> animals fight under his shirt. <laughs> and they destroy their fence. Yeah. It, and that didn't look like wood. It looked like rock. So whatever the hell that purple thing was, it could just die through solid granite of course it's not a big deal no but it, it was it left him just kind of disheveled roger didn't really get any scratches he had his, his, his clothes were a little a shoe. yeah shoe came i know and like the one thing came off but yeah he you know he didn't get really that bad you know it was just like eh, okay we're good that brings up a question though and actually this is me overthinking but what if these humans had to go to the hospital like, what if something happened to one of them? They're not trained medical. Well, yeah, I mean, because the Zelonians like, are these weird kind of, like, lizard kind slug. of I call them yeah, slugs. slugs. I think they're kind they of did slugs. kind of have, yeah, they had the kind of. Did you ever see Planet 51 uh, with Rock? Yeah. 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 They they kind of looked mm-hmm. that, that they had that same design. It was kind of weird. I wonder if, like, the people from Planet 51, like, watched it and were like, oh, this is a great idea. We're going to use it because, like, their hairstyles and a lot, like you said, their facial features were very similar. I, I kind of yeah, I didn't that. think about that. That's true. I kind of want to watch yeah. that movie now again. It's actually not bad. I kind of enjoyed Planet 51. I've watched it a few times. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so as Roger's losing his shit outside, Ma- M- Mavo, Mavo, M- Mavo, I don't Mavo. know, whatever. 
Yeah. Mayville tells Charlock that they should help the aliens with Christmas. <laughs> and Charlock, she says to Charlock, it's a lot like our Zolo day. And yes. she's like, we are going to give the peoples a Christmas. And he's like, we don't know anything about it. And she says, Fran told her all about it. Yeah. Now, this is <laughs> my only favorite scene out of the whole thing, is her explaining what Christmas is to Charlotte. Yes. She says they need a spine tree, tree. with fine yep. cones. Yep. And he's like, what the hell is a spine tree? <laughs> yeah. They find one. Yeah. They, they, they like they like rip the spine out of some poor creature and like put it up like a tree. <laughs> it looks like something out of Beetlejuice. Yes. No, it's exactly what it looks like. You're right. Yep. It's exactly what it looks like. Yep. And so then she tells him that they have to sing songs to someone named Christmas Carol, which, you know, Christmas I've... Carol's on our show. Yep, and when I, I saw that, that he loves yep. us. Yes, when I saw that, I thought of her for sure. Right, she, right off the bat. I guarantee you, if I were to bring her on right now, she would be in her just living her best life. Yep, and she, did you see the outfit for Christmas yes. Carol? She was gonna go put on. Yeah, it was great, man. It was awesome. So uh, apparently, she says, "Okay, so Christmas Carol delivers presents to kids, and yes. she's married to Santa Claus." Yep. Um. Who who, do, who gardens? Who gardens? He hoes he a ho lot. Hoes. Yeah, because he ho ho hoes. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, so he carries a bag of toys or presents on his back yep. with his garden hoe. Yep. And then, with their help, they are going to give the peoples a hairy Christmas. <laughs> yep. Not merry. Not merry. Hairy. Hairy Christmas. And then, can we get into? I thought when because I first thought because when she was explaining Christmas. Uh, the mom, Fran, she was like, it's a religious thing, like a holiday. And then she's like, but it means so much more. I thought this was going to be some sort of like weird closet Christian thing that they were trying to like, oh. you know, I thought they were going to like be like all of a sudden break out into, you know, uh, Linus's speech from the peanuts about, you, you know, know, that actually, on this, day, on this it, day, the Lord, you know, it totally makes sense. You were thinking that because a lot of these specials <laughs> that I have seen over time really do sneak in the Christianity oh, yeah. aspect. Which oh, is, yeah. Interesting well, they to see sing, how some of them do it, and then some of them are just more blatant about it. Well, yeah, because then they sing Silent Night. They do the Christmas, you know, they go Which I, okay. Silent Night. Let's talk about that, because <laughs> apparently the peoples decide to go caroling. Fran's like, yeah, we can go caroling. It'll just be like Christmas at home. And, and this is like, the plot point, because this is when the uh, their neighbors are going to put all the Christmas stuff in their house. Yeah, so as they decide they go, to go yeah, as they decide yeah. to go caroling, Charlotte comes dressed out as Santa Claus, yeah. and he's wearing a clock on his chest. Um, 
well, kind of a belt buckle. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and he's he got s- socks on his ears. Well, on his antenna kind of things antenna? they had. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, I don't know ears, antenna. It was hard to tell what they were. Sure. Honestly. And then uh, Mavo says, uh, "You're too fat. Take out some of that padding." And he's like, <laughs> "It's me." Yeah, they were really trying to like the honeymooners with that like whole dynamic, like you know, with him or Ralph. I'm really surprised he didn't say one of these days, right to the third moon. Are you, oh my god, that would have been great. I actually probably would have liked it a lot better. I'm not gonna lie, I would have liked it better if they just leaned into it instead of tried to just kind of you know lightly hint at it. So then uh, they sing Silent Night, which actually wasn't a bad tune. No. But don't you think you choose a different song? You're trying to explain uh, Krause Moose to people. Uh, I'm sorry, to Zillenians. Yes. And you choose one of the most religious songs you can. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And then my note on this one says, the Lizo- the Lizonians. the Zelonians lose their shit and are like, why are people singing in the streets? <laughs> and they stick their like weird dinosaur dog thing on them. Did it have three tails? Yes, I think it did. <laughs> and if, like, if you watch that animation, it's so bad. It's so the recycled animation. They did like four frames of animation and kept repeating <sighs> it till they got to the tree thing. And then they didn't even show them climbing this weird tree thing. They just showed them in the tree. Yeah, they were and just the, in the tree. And this weird dog thing, like it does this weird skip in animation. And it looks like it like, does this backflip or something. <laughs> it is so weird. It's so bad. The animation was so bad. So bad. So bad. So then uh, Mavo and Charlick basically, I guess, break into the house <laughs> and uh, decorate it. And I did think this was funny. There's a lot of funny things going on. There was a um, stockings hung over a fire pit. Yes. Some giant ass candle. A really oh, yeah. weird looking wreath thing. And they found a spine tree. Yeah, I don't got know the what the hell that thing was from. No, I don't need it. But it, like I said, it was straight out of Beetlejuice, man. That was like no, like, they just, it was like a spine of some kind of creature. Like, straight up. Like, no, like. So weird. Yeah, it was weird. So and, weird. Um, She tells Charlotte she's going to go and put on her Christmas Carol costume. <laughs> and while she's out there, she stumbles upon what apparently nobody else seen, a book about Christmas, like holiday tips. Yep. Uh, with pictures of Christmas in it. She's like, I'll yep. read this later. <laughs> I know. What was up with that crap? It's just what? Like, I'll, I'll peruse this later. You know, we got this shit down. We're, we're cool, man. We don't need no book telling us what to do. Um, the peoples get out of the tree apparently by singing to the dog thing, which I thought was weird. Yeah. Well, they don't show it. Right. Like, all you hear is Benny is like, Dad, we sang, uh, singing to that dog. It's blah, blah, blah. It's like, Oh, dude, okay. All right. Um, and then uh, Mavo realizes as she's looking through the book randomly that she said she'll look at later, but then decides to do it right now. <laughs> she realizes that they've done everything wrong. So she tries to beat the people's home so they can fix the house. Oh, And man. she runs into the people's. And then I did, I did enjoy this. 
she says you can't go in your house right now because it's been quarantined <laughs> because it's sick. It's like, what do you mean the house is sick? She's like, the it's house sneezed. Or sneezed, yeah, the house sneezed yeah. earlier, so they called the doctor. And he's like, well, how long is it in quarantine? She's like, um, an hour. An hour? <laughs> go walk around the block. Yeah. And the dude and Roger in perfect, like, white American fashion is like, oh, this crazy place, of course it's going to have a cold. It's like, you know, he, he's, like, talking about, like, going to, like, down to, like, in a little shop in Mexico and being like, oh, of course they got refried meat. You know? <laughs> the dude just, like, is so just put off by everything on this planet. Um, And then he basically was like, no. And he pushed her. Yeah. Basi- I thought he pushed her, but I guess he just kind of walked in front of her. Yeah, And yeah. they walk in the house. And then we pan to the garden where Charlie <laughs> is out there hoeing, hoeing. going, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Which kills me too is how would they know what a hoe is? I like, don't it know. Just, I mean, it, it shouldn't it have been some kind of weird, like you know, I don't know. That was what's so funny. Like, like I said, it was weird, random things that they totally knew what they were, like uh, you know, and that were you know from Earth and just like yeah, bizarre. It so was. Then um, they go inside to find the people standing in front of the weird spine tree and Fran crying, and Mabel's like she starts to cry. She's like, I didn't want you to cry. But I know we got everything wrong, and I just wanted yep. to give your family a Harry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get our obligatory Linus moment. Oh know? yeah, I, she did. I did, I thought she was going to go religious too. Again, I was waiting for that mm-hmm. other shoe to drop the whole time. Like all of a sudden, they were going to be like, "Oh, there was a man on Earth who was a friend to everybody." Like, yeah, I was really no, waiting. no, it didn't. They didn't go it, there. She went to a different direction, which I kind of yeah. appreciated because yeah. I thought you're—I think you're right. Like yeah. that's where I thought they were going. But she says um, everything's perfect because all the decorations are just symbols of Christmas, and that Christmas is about loving and caring and sharing and giving, and how Mavo and Charlotte have done all of that and more, and reminded the family about the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah. And here is where my favorite line of the entire thing is said. Charlotte then says, "Does that mean I don't have to hoe anymore?" <laughs> and I thought, damn, Charlotte, we've all been there. At what point in our life can we get to say, does this mean I don't have to hoe anymore? Hoe anymore, yeah. Well, I thought my favorite line was in that too when she says something about it's perfect and Benny does his little smart ass remark, like, is it? Is it? <laughs> like, yeah. He says something he says something like that, like some little smart ass <sighs> remark about how it's not perfect, you know, but yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Roger tells Charlick, uh, no, buddy, you don't have to keep hoeing, and Merry Christmas, and Charlie, re- uh, Charlick repeats it back, and it, <laughs> he says, Merry Christmas, whoever that is. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we hear sleigh bells, and everybody notices that it's snowing outside. Uh, Charlick is like, let's snow, and then Mabel's like, why is it so cold and wet and... Um, <laughs> They also see outside that there's a large Christmas tree decorated, lit up, Presents. with gifts for yep. everybody, including Charlie and Mavo, which yep. was a nice, which is nice, Santa. Nice they look, up in, they look up in the sky and they see Santa, and Santa even says, ho, 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 and Harry Christmas. Merry Christmas, yep.
Well, uh, it was funny if you noticed it was only snowing over their house. Yeah, they pan yeah, out the cloud only snowing on their yeah. house. So Which weird. is funny because in a planet that had no like weather like that, man, it, you you'd probably kill those people. Those aliens. Well, yeah, that's why I was like, dead. no wonder Mavo's freezing. It's probably killing her slug skin. Yeah, right. Because it seemed like the planet was kind of warm. Like it didn't seem like it had like it was like you know, Southern California kind of weather. Um, and then they the, everybody wishes everybody a Merry Christmas, and it ends yeah. as Benny chucks a snowball at his dad's face. Yep. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry, that was not a believable ending, because if I ever chucked a snowball at my dad's face, there would have been a fight. <laughs> so... Well, especially with him, because he was kind of quick to, like, get off on everything, so all of a sudden, yeah. like, you know, you'd think he would have, like, totally just, like, went off the handle with it. But, yeah. yeah I, no. um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, so you said you felt like the gay character to you was Benny, because of the voice acting of G. Brian Reynolds. What is his name? Yeah, I don't know his name. Yeah. G- yeah, Ryan, Brian. Yeah, Reynolds. G. Brian Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Jerry. Old Jerry. Yeah. Yeah, I just, because like I said, when you watch his, like, just how, the, his, how, when he talks, when he, like, mm-hmm. I expect him to just be like, ugh, I need a cigarette and a coffee, and, like, go sit and, like, <laughs> 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 So, yeah. I mean, yeah, the shopkeep definitely had that vibe, yeah. too, but I thought that, I thought that was just too obvious. Like I said, no, Benny. Benny's definitely, uh, like I said, he's like I said, he's like a thirty-five-year-old gay man, just like so know. funny. And I think yeah. again because he can't act. It's well, yeah, it's what it's his. It's basically just his voice, probably, but yeah, just the way. Because but the, when it's delivering those lines with like a adult kind of voice, you don't get that kind of whimsy of like, oh, he's a child. No, he, like right. I said, he's he's like a he's like you know a little person. Well, you know, I'm surprised they didn't have like a kid working in their sweatshop of an animation right? factory. Come since on, everybody else had to do double duty. Yeah, you can't. Kids. Nobody had a kid they could exploit. Bring him to the office yeah. for five minutes, have him record these lines. I mean, Jeez. it wouldn't have been difficult. Yeah. Um. Well, we kind of already talked about favorite scenes and favorite lines, so that leads me to our two final questions, which are. Uh, Chris, on a scale of one to five rainbow candy canes, with five being the best, how many candy canes would you give this special? I'm going to give it a three candy canes, and that's just because I kind of got a, you know, I was kind of had a thing for the, you know, female alien. (laughs) You know, that that was kind of my, you know, thing. And uh, so that's why it's getting three. I actually, I gave it a three, too, which is probably one of my higher ratings. Uh, because of the christmas carol scene like everything he was saying was cracking me up and again charlotte saying does that mean i don't have to hoe anymore that's a bumper stick it yeah i just it would be funny if she had been like no get your ass back out there and keep hoeing (laughs) you go keep hoeing you go keep Um, hoeing mama needs mama needs a new dress you go you get out there and keep hoeing so if uh would you consider this a classic or not so classic special meaning would you watch it year after year? Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, it's even with the hot alien woman. I just yeah no, I just can't. Uh... I um I said no, it's not. But also, if it were to come on, like apparently oh. you can watch this and the aliens next door both on Tubi. Do you have Tubi? Oh okay, yeah yeah yeah. So, so you can watch Roku, it there, yeah. and I'm sure the quality is just as amazing as it is on. Was on this, yeah. Tube. 
Uh, but if it came on, like, after I was watching something on TV and that popped up, I'd still watch it, but it's well, not something I'm going to necessarily seek out. No, for sure. It's it's not it, it's not one of those uh, real memorable, uh, <laughs> like, memorable. something you think. Well, yeah, it, for the wrong reasons. But, yeah, it's not something that I'm going to be like, hey, it's Christmas. Like, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas I watch every year. Oh, like, me uh, too. Oh, God, Christmas Story. Oh, yeah. I love him. I love Emmett Otter. Emmett uh, Otter's. Is, have you ever watched the Christmas Toy? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good one. So too. I do like Christmas Toy because I feel like uh, Meteora was a spoof of She-Ra. Oh yeah. Of, oh, of uh, course. Oh I yeah, yeah. Really, really enjoy the Christmas story or the Christmas Toy, uh, which not a lot of people have seen. Which is no, kind of no. But I we had talked about this before is the one with Robert Downey Jr. that I still haven't seen. I've only seen clips of it. Oh, Mr. Willoughby's Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. And I'd like Uh, to see the whole thing. I've only seen the clip of him singing and stuff. uh, I think I found it the other day on YouTube. And if I do, I'll send you a a link to it. Yeah. No, that's like I said, I, that's the only one I haven't seen of those Christmas kind of, Mm. I wish they'd bring it out on DVD, but I don't think they're ever going to. Yeah. Or Disney plus or, Something, yeah. Something, yeah. Christmas tree. We need to cover that on this show too. Um, well, sir, there's really only one thing left to say, and that is, Merry Christmas, Chris. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you as well on this fine March twenty fourth. Uh, but you know, on at Zalonia, it could be. You know, they didn't know what it was. You know, right? Hell, we, it could have been. Yeah. You know, he doesn't know. No. He doesn't care to know. He doesn't care yeah. to learn their language. No. Roger's yep. good. Roger represents every cisgendered. Oh, thing. white male, white dude. Male. Like, every. Yeah, just straight out. Like, no, like, he doesn't have any. He has no regard for his, for his family. Nope. He's going to do it his way. Everything sucks. Totally, not, a, boomer. totally oh, a boomer. Oh, easily, easily, man. Like I said, he's, he'd be at a. Him, him and that other alien from the pet store would be at the Trump rally together. With that, we'll talk to you next time. (laughs) Just when you think the show can't get any worse. It's time for Naughty Ned's White Elephant GIF Suggestions. I'm sorry. Just for him, because it's
I love ending each episode hearing a Christmas memory or tradition from one of my friends. I invited my friend Chris back to tell us one of his. If you'd like to share a Christmas memory, don't forget to email us at keepingtheyuletidegay at gmail.com or leaving us a 60-second voicemail at anchor.fm slash keepingtheyuletidegay. Uh, yeah, a big Christmas memory for me is my grandparents. I lived with them when I was younger. Is We always opened all our presents on Christmas Eve. Um, so Santa always came Christmas Eve. Um, so when I was younger, um, they would always try to get me out of the house or try to get me to go some, you know, somewhere else so that Santa could come. And if I was home, he wouldn't show up. Um, so we'd always go out looking for the reindeer or whatever. My grandpa would drive me around. But then as I got older, they just got lazier with it. <laughs> and they were just like, just go in the other room and close the door. <laughs> just like and then yeah like they just it became to a point where anymore they were just like nah we're not even trying anymore just go in the other room and close the door and they'd bring out the presents and stuff and put them out so yeah that it, it's a good memory just like that opening on christmas eve i always just liked because then because on christmas day we'd always like have a big dinner and stuff but yeah we always did it christmas eve um just at my grandparents house and it's just how we always did and so it's kind of funny with now just my family really unfortunately has been dwindled to just a few so when i go over to like sarah's my wife's house and stuff they do it you know christmas morning and they have everything but yeah nope that was always a memory like i said christmas eve having to uh go somewhere else and like ooh wait and then all of a sudden we come home and santa had come and they always like tried to play it off like because he's so busy like, like santa's so busy so he has to come early you know so, yeah, and it was, I just think they just didn't want to get up early in the morning, you know, they were older, you know, like grandparents, my mom had me pretty young, so I mean, they were still in their 50s, but they just, yeah, they think they were just like, eh, we don't want to get up in the morning, so <laughs> we're just going to do get it done with on Christmas Eve. Um, he's a dumb kid, he won't notice. Well, that wraps up this month's episode. Thank you for listening to Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Gason. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to be notified when new episodes air. And we hope you come back for our next episode as we continue to put the mess in Christmas. Bye. Thank you for listening to Keeping the Yuletide Gay. Don't forget, if you need more Gason in your life, to listen to my other podcast, Gabbing with Gason, on all podcast apps. You can find more information about Gabbing with Gason and Keeping the Yuletide Gay at gabbingwithgason.com. The first Noel, Oh Christmas Tree, we wish you a Merry Christmas, Bring a Torch, Isabella, The 12 Days of Christmas, and Silent Night the Disco Edition are provided by freexmasmp3.com. Other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of the individual copyright holders and their use for purpose of commentary only.